Hello, Facebook world. My goodness, if you are in the sandwich generation as I am, you may have children still at home or young adults, and you may have parents that you are caring for and checking in on, and, and quite often that involves dementia. Uh, and, and other conditions that can make it hard for you to function. Well, today we are talking with Tracy Lawrence, who advises companies on how to support their staff so they don't lose them, uh, staff who are supporting people at home in, in their outside their work life so that they can be at their best and show up at work and still be able to deliver because when they win, everybody wins when you support them, right? So we are going to hear more from Tracy right after this on Trish TV. The strongest prison bars are in your head. Leaders and teams, it's time for a jailbreak. And welcome back, Tracy. Tracy, it's so exciting to have you here. Uh, tell us a little about your, your background. So we're now streaming to Facebook, to my Facebook page, to LinkedIn and YouTube. By the way, if you're out there and you're watching, even if you're watching the recording, please, uh, by all means, uh, we would love you to make a comment, to share, to like and subscribe and all that sort of thing. But in the meantime, Tracy, tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to this point. Well, Trish, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's such an honor and a privilege to be here. Um, I am the author of the best-selling book, Dementia Sucks. And I know that that's the absolute truth because I have two parents who succumbed to dementia. They're both passed now. But while I was taking care of my mom, she was driving me crazy. And to retain whatever remains of my sanity, I would journal and I created a blog because I'm the kind of person who, if something that I'm going through can help another person, I like to put it out there. And, right. uh, and, and so I, 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 I had a blog called Tracy's caregiver blog and I kept it for five years while I was caregiving my mom. And I kept it up until she passed away on her 64th wedding anniversary uh, April 14th, 2015. And uh, a year after I had finished blogging, I went back to it and I really enjoyed reading what I had written. And I thought, hmm, you know, I think the book that I need to write is already written. It just needs a little more polish. And that's how Dementia Sucks was born. And uh, from there, I, uh, I, I, I found a publisher I, uh, and, and I created a business to help people like myself, uh, who were at that juncture in their lives where they realized that they were going to need more help than they could figure out how to do things on their own. And, uh, and I created this business. Well, so look, I just, uh, while you were speaking, I looked up your book. Yes. So I wasn't being rude and, uh, looking away. Uh, now this, the, <laughs> When I Google it, this is defaulted to the Amazon Australia page, but uh, so it'll be a bit cheaper in America. Oh, so yeah. You'll be able to find Dementia Sucks uh, as a book on Amazon and a lot of other places. So I just yes. want to make sure that I um, that I pop that in there. So Thank just you. brilliant. 
Yeah, it's, we, we just need all the resources we can get a hold of. Yes, and it's 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 also it's on Barnes and Noble as well. It's it's right. uh, it's distributed by by Simon and Schuster, so it's 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 out there. It's available, um, right. and uh, in in the states, it's the retail is uh, sixteen ninety nine in US dollars. So, uh, yeah, no, sixteen dollars. Sorry, <laughs> brilliant. No, it's it's that's affordable and it's and it's a necessary help and a handbook. So I do recommend that book. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, tell us some more that uh, where you were where you were going before I interrupted with showing your. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. So uh, you know, I, I I started this business called Grand Family Planning, where I brought in the the, the, the professionals that I used while I was caregiving my mom, because you mm -hmm. know they, they all became dear friends of mine, and I wanted to be able to do for others what had been done for me and my mom. And I, I, I worked at that for, for some time and, uh, and I still help families as a sort of a family coach. Uh, I, I help to evaluate their situation, make suggestions as to what they should be doing in order to protect themselves and their loved ones and finding them the vetted professionals they should be working with in order to accomplish the tasks that we identify. Right. What are some of the most common things that, that that most people have that you're able to help them with? Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize how important it is to have legal documentation. Wow. That's yes. a really big one. And, uh, and, and I know that, you know, depending on what country you live in, there are differences. Uh, and here in the States, we have what are called HIPAA laws where okay. you need to appoint someone to be able to speak for you when you can't speak for yourself. Wow. Okay. But in, a, but in most places, people need to appoint someone to be their spokesperson, whether it's from a financial perspective or a health perspective. And then the other really universal thing is, and this is the really hard thing for most people is thinking about what they want for the very end of their life. And for most people, you know, we don't, most of us don't die in our sleep. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's a very, what I consider a very rare gift. When you get to, when you get to pass in your sleep and, you know, be peaceful and not have to spend your last days in a hospital in pain with tubes and, you know, all kinds of things happening. I encourage people to have these difficult conversations with their loved ones so that when someone can't speak for themselves, they have someone who knows what they want to honor their wishes so that they can have someone who can speak for them with authority and, uh, and for people to put their wishes in writing so that the person who represents them knows how to honor their wishes. It's sort of a, a roadmap for, you know, what, what they would want to um, have happen. Yeah, and, and having the uh, other members of the family know ahead of time that that person is the person trusted with doing that. Yes. So that it doesn't look like they've just stepped in to take advantage. Precisely, precisely. Which yeah. is great if you've got, if you've had that conversation because there might be an illness that gives you forewarning Yes, but not everyone has. I wouldn't say that luxury, but uh, you know, 
if, if you're killed by an accident and you have not prepared and, and had these conversations, then that can make things very, very awkward. A, a will may not be enough. Absolutely. Uh, and, y- y- you know, eh, where there are siblings where or there are, you know, multiple family members who have an interest in, in, in these in particular people, you know, if, if certain decisions are not made ahead of time, things can get ugly. And I, I don't think anybody wants to leave a legacy of, of arguments and bad feeling when they have an opportunity to leave with, with love and compassion and having taken some time to deliberate what they, they really wanted. That's so, exactly uh, right. So yeah. Go on. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, you know, it's for some people, it's it's a very difficult thing to think about. Uh, for others, I find that people who've been through the bad, <laughs> who've been who've been through the ugly, are the ones who don't want their children to go through what they went through. Uh, but sometimes, you know, you, you just never know. So I try to raise awareness in people that, you know, I, I, I've often spoken to people who say to me, oh, well, my parents have their burial plots picked out. I'm like, well, yeah, that's great. What happens between now and then? You know, uh, so and I, I encourage people to ha- not just have the documents, but to have the conversations. Because very often when when people create what are called advanced directives or a living will, They'll use legal language, which says things like, if I am in a chronic, persistent, vegetative state, this is what I want to have happen. Mm. Now, you know, it's, it's an unpleasant, the whole thing is unpleasant, right? I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, this is like, you know, not on anybody's, you know, list of top favorite things I want to talk about with my folks, but when you've had the conversation and you can actually say to your parent, okay, dad, what are your deal breakers? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. What's the most important things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When, when would you want to make the decision not to try anymore? You know, like some, some people will say, you know, well, if I can't watch my favorite sports team, play a game on TV and enjoy it. I don't want to live anymore. And, you know, and, and it can be something that, that, that s- simple or, you know, or, or, or mundane, but for some people that's like, that's a deal breaker, right? So to be able to say that to your loved one, so they have a really good grasp mm-hmm. of what their deal breakers are, then you're in a position to really honor your loved one's desires. So when that time comes, it's going to be difficult enough, right? But if you're armed with that kind of information, then you can, with love and compassion, help to give your loved one the kind of departure that that, that, that they want and deserve. Well, that's right. And, and of course, different uh, countries and different states have different um, legal allowances where those things are concerned. So we're not talking about if someone feels sufficiently down because they're depressed and they and they want to do themselves in, that you go, yeah, you are a bit of a nuisance. Let's just... <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, and, and rush to get the inheritance more or less. And, you know, you're a nuisance, so we don't want to do this anymore. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who, who know they're going and, well, everybody, everyone who enters must exit eventually. Uh, yes. yes. But but having their wishes uh, honoured and not having it get ugly, it's a difficult thing because, you know, where there's a will, there's a relative. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've, I've seen too many putting, <laughs> putting coloured sticky dots on the stuff you want is is not the most tactful way to do things, although... My mother has has uh, set aside all her jewellery in little bags that she doesn't wear now, and she's got names with who who the different pieces are to go to, uh, which is you know it's fine by me. So she's made that clear. Uh, yeah. but, but you can't kill her with a stick. She'll be around for she'll she'll just be around forever. So, and then she'll haunt us. <laughs> I know she's she's great. I will need her. I will need her for decades to come. Um, she's 80, by the way. That was her last birthday. God bless. So it's and and I think you know the, the humor is not disrespectful. Sometimes you, having a bit of humor is is a bit of a release valve. I think absolutely. It's it's funny. It's um, I uh, <laughs> we heard a few when I I did some when I was imprisoned. We volunteer. Vol, we weren't volunteers. We were uh, indentured <laughs> labor at a local um cemetery. When I, I went from the maximum to the minimum security, and we were doing work in the cemetery, uh, doing a lot of weeding and tidying up of graves that were, you know, 100 years old. There were families no longer came to them. And, yeah, there were quite a few things that, uh, jokes that went around there. And, you know, one of them, you know, you mentioned not everyone gets the luxury of falling asleep, you know, dying in their sleep, you know. And and one of them was, um, you know, I, I would like, I'd like to die peacefully in my sleep like my grandfather and not like... And, screaming in terror like his three passengers so <laughs> take a little while. Oh, no. i didn't see that coming trish <laughs> the visual takes a few seconds <laughs> so oh, sorry wow. I one in there. So, <laughs> so we're here to talk about those things, but also how it's relevant to the workplace. And you know, we are on LinkedIn. This is a, this is a very relevant workplace discussion uh, because often the stress of not being prepared at home can affect your ability to to do your job. But also in America, particularly, I don't know about so much in Australia. We don't have uh, the, the benefits that that we talk about here in Australia may differ from company to company. Health insurance is not necessarily a given when you when you go to work for someone. Generally, that's the person's own responsibility. So um, much of this audience will be American. Uh, and, and even if you're not, some of this will be relevant, that things that you can talk about. So talk to us about things that companies, you, you talked about them helping their members access benefits, but even just to, even if it's not part of the benefit package, just to make them aware of things that might be of help. So share with us some of some of those things that you normally cover with corporates and, and other employers. Sure. Well, you know, the, the, the thing is that, you know, when I, when I started my business and I realized that adult children were my target audience and human nature was keeping a lot of those adult children from coming to me 
sooner in the process, I started looking at how can I talk to these adult children? And the, the answer is the ones who are in the workforce are the ones I really want to reach mm. because if they're still at work, they're not in crisis. Okay. And this last year has put a great deal of stress and the stress is disproportionately on women in the workforce because women are caregivers. Yeah. And so many of them this year were, they were home working with their spouses at home, with their children at home, going to school through Zoom um, and their aging parents becoming more reliant upon them because they were afraid to leave the house because of the pandemic. Yes. So all of these factors have exacerbated a problem that was already in place, which is that we have an enormous worldwide aging population. Mm. In the United States, there are 10,000 people turning 65 every day. That trend has been happening for the last 10 years and it's going to continue for another 10. Mm. So we're talking, you know, in, in the US alone, 365,000 new aging people, you know, people turning 65 every year, every day. No, every mm. year, every year. <laughs> yes, yes. it's almost half a million, like, you know, that's. It's, a million every couple of years. Every, yeah, every it's, it's, it's an enormous amount of people and it's, it's, it's growing frighteningly fast. Mm. So, and these people are increasingly more reliant on their adult children. So I want these adult children to know how they can leverage the benefits that they have in order to take better care of themselves and their loved ones. Now, employers have a great deal of skin in this game because they've been losing great employees because these people are, they're not talking about their caregiving responsibilities. In many cases, they don't even know that they're caregivers. They don't use that term in their minds. They're just being good kids to their aging parents. Yeah. Yeah. It's what you do. You know, you, you, you have that. It's, it's just, it's just what you do. But right. sadly, you have to take time off to right. take them to the hospital, and exactly. and some of these these kids are not young either. They, they can be in their fifties as well. I'm in my fifties, and and so they might be approaching retire. They could be sixty. They could be sixty five, and and frightened to retire because they need the money, and then they've got there's so much pressure that's going on. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had, I had a client in her seventies who was caregiving her mother who was in her 90s yeah and and from the stress that she was under she actually developed dementia so oh. it's it, it 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 it's incredible but oh. what uh my my mission is to help employers to understand the gravity of the situation take it more seriously and to instigate a culture change because here in the states there's there's been um this corporate culture which puts an emphasis on productivity uh -huh. and it really start it it, it it hit 
critical mass uh, in, in, in around 2008 when there was the, 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 the crash. Yep. Uh, and so many people lost their jobs and companies said to their employees, okay, we have to let people go and you're going to have to take responsibility for the jobs that have been done by two other people, including yourself. You're going to have to wear more hats. And this attitude of like, you never take time off from work because the company will suffer. And if you don't like it, we've got a stack of resumes on our desk and you can be replaced. So while that attitude has relaxed somewhat because in the last couple of years, the employment situation here has gotten, has, has, is different. Um, before the pandemic, there were 7 million jobs that were remaining unfilled. And now that, 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 that the pandemic is winding down, there are still millions of unfilled jobs. And, you know, we have, we have some issues here in the U S but without getting into too much detail, businesses are clamoring and competing for a, the pool of qualified help. And so to attract those people and to retain them, they need to differentiate themselves and they need to, they need a shift in the way they regard their employees. And in addition to helping their employees to understand how to utilize the benefits that they're provided to also have management demonstrate that if you're going to give people a certain amount of paid vacation, you should encourage them to use it. And many, yeah, many employers will, will listen to that and say, what is she nuts? But the truth is, and there, 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 there's data to support this. When people take time off and they recharge their batteries and they become more, you know, they take the time off and relax, they come back invigorated and they're much better able to take care of themselves and their jobs and their families. And they're also, they're grateful to their employers and they're more willing to, to put themselves out there because they have more energy. They feel more supported. They're great. That, and, 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 and they have a great deal of, of, of gratitude and loyalty to the people who provide this environment that supports them. Mm. Yeah, well, holiday. I think America might be a little different to Australia. Australia, there's uh, you get four weeks a year holidays, uh, vacation time, mm -hmm. and uh, but sometimes you have to take some of that around the Christmas uh, time where where things shut down anyway. But it it can even be advisable to take. I, I had a job where I would take a week um, through, like I, I'd I'd spread it through the year. And, uh, and I found that quite refreshing as well because I was in a high-stress, high-public-contact job. So, yeah, taking your benefits and, and that pool of people. You know, the free market is, it sounds free, but it, but it depends on who's got the power, you know, the supply and demand. So, you know, when you, when you can look at what's going to benefit the company by investing in people, rather than selling them out because of, you know, obligations to shareholders and stuff. Because even shareholders, uh, they generally the shareholders are everyday people mm -hmm. and they they want staff being looked after. They want to see diversity. They want to see, you know, the, the times are changing and, and people want to deal with companies that 
are doing the right thing for the environment as well as for looking after people. And I think one thing the pandemic has shown is that flexible working hours that often suit women better yes. uh, actually do work. People working from home, it's just that mistrust of employers thinking they have to look over someone's shoulder to make sure they're actually working when, it, when it's not necessarily the case. And you can actually increase your productivity by not having to worry about travel time and, and shuffling things around. For some, some people need to be, you know, you, you need to be there. Um, but some, so what are some other things that um, employers can do to uh, ease the burden on their staff, which in turn benefits them? So it's encourage them to take their holidays, their vacations. What else yes. is there? Uh, I also encourage them to, to, to start teamwork. So if they're not doing it, um, you know, and, and it really, of course, it depends on the company. It depends, you know, what what they do, what their needs are. But generally, if if you have a, a, a significant number of people, that there should be cross training, and you know, people should be at least paired up. Every person should have at least one other person who knows their accounts, who knows what they're up to, right? Mm -hmm. And so, even if they don't do exactly the same job. If two people know each other's accounts and each other's, you know, the, 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 and, and they, they have, they meet each week, right? Even if it's a, if it's a, a 30 minute Zoom call, right? Where they kind of catch each other up on what you're, what they're working on, what needs to, 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 to be followed. Then if one of those people has an emergency where mm -hmm. they have to, they, they, mom falls and she's in the emergency room. And they got to go, right? Yeah. They message that one person and say, look, I've got this emergency. Please let everyone know. I'll be, I'll be in touch with you as soon as I can. And that person knows how to pick up what that person has been working on. And at least, you know, the, the production doesn't come to a grinding halt. And that person can go to the emergency room knowing that, their job will be handled that the people who need to know that they're going to be out will be notified right. and they don't lose that person. Right. And, 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 that's right. and it's, so it's not an excuse to go, well, if two people know how to do both jobs, then, Hey, we don't need that extra person. It's not about that. It's about no. someone who can, who having that, that backup, that, that overlaps. So there's got to be some cultural trust involved there as well. Yes. Yeah. So uh, what's one more thing that, that um, companies can do to, to support workers in, uh, in that situation or, you know, so that they're, I love this. So you've said, um, you know, take your, take your holidays, your vacations, I should say, because holiday in America is a single day. Um, take your vacations. Uh, cross training. Fabulous. Mm -hmm. I love mm -hmm. that. And, um, and maybe as, as leaders, what can we personally do? If you're in management, what can you do to maybe be an encouragement to your staff perhaps? Well, you, you can walk the walk and talk the talk. And, and, and this is so important. And, and besides like telling people, yes, you can take time off, demonstrate. You know, mm. a lot of times managers, they'll say, yeah, yeah, of course you can take the time off, but they don't do it themselves. So there's self-care for the leaders as well. Absolutely. It's because yeah. we're all human and we all have families. That's right. Um, and, and, you know, and, and, and I did want to mention, you know, because women are disproportionately impacted by this, the workforce in the United States is losing a lot of women in the workforce. A lot of talent. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's so much lip service to 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 diversity uh, and inclusion, but if we're you know we're we're not supporting those people who are primarily women, uh, you know, to 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 help them to uh, to, to to lead less stressful lives, and that affects productivity. If you want productivity, you've got to support the people who are producing. Now, before we before we wind up, I want to make sure I want to introduce people to your website, mm -hmm. uh, which is here, so we can find dementia. Dementia sucks, and it really does. Yes. So I'm also going to put the ticker across the bottom. So dementia D E not D I. Uh, <laughs> so dot uh, com. You can find it there. Now, this is your. Uh, I'm also going to turn that off. So this is all that we see. So this is your website and what we would like to encourage people, if you are an employer or um, in, in management, in leadership, please come here and, and reach out to Tracy to talk to her about how she can advise and help with your workplace, with your staff. And yeah. if you're someone who is struggling with it, that you've got these things going on, please get in touch with, uh, with Tracy through Dementia Sucks. She's an author, trainer, and speaker. She's a family coach and a family, she has a family care survival course as well. Yes. So have a little explore around here. Number one bestseller in four categories on Amazon. So uh, is there anywhere in particular you want me to go? Uh, yes, actually, if, if you scroll if you scroll back up to the top, mm -hmm. um, for, for for people who um, who have companies and would like to talk to me about my programs, if you click on the author, speaker, trainer. Keep the employees who keep you in business. And, and you know, since COVID too, with people having things change in their lifestyle, they're reevaluating what kind of lifestyle they want to have moving forward. Yes. So they are going to be looking for employers of choice who will yes. help. And look, you can do a pop-up pop here that says... Um, Tips for employers coming back from COVID-19. Go to the website, grab these tips, get in touch with Tracy because it's going to make your life much, much easier, I promise. And uh, someone's given us a little love heart there who's watching the program. Thank you very much. Feel free to comment and uh, say anything that you like there. Um, we're going to finish up. We're at the 30-minute mark. So I just want to say thank you, Tracy, for being on the show. What you've shared is really important and uh, I just want to encourage anyone, get in touch with Tracy and uh, just stay on the line, Tracy, while I finish up and I'll get back to you after that. And listen, everyone, uh, DementiaSucks.com and uh, TracyLawrence.com. You can look for that as well, but you will find her and she will be a great resource for you. Thanks so much for your really important, valuable information, Tracy. So appreciate it. Thank you so much, Trish. It's been a, a real pleasure.